This is a Good Time Charlie production. On your marks, get set. It's a great British Bake Off podcast. I am joined as always by the homies. It's Nick Jew. Y'all mad or not? Nah. Oh, not nah. at all. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to see what type of show we were about to have. <laughs> oh, and, 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 uh, but of course, it's the two. What's it? It's all. It's, and, what's the word, sir? I, I was fine with it, even though I was missing. Yeah. It is series of 14, episode nine. It's the semifinals, patisserie week. 57 minutes with no damn Allison. Uh-huh. I mean, if, no I got, if I don't got no Allison, I don't even got a fun intro to discuss with you because they can't do one without her. Yeah, and I'm a, glad they did the right to the theme song. <laughs> yeah, it was very upsetting. How they described it was Allison's doing poorly this week. And I was like, I like the way the English say somebody's sick. And if Allison ain't there, it just meant Allison got COVID. We all know mm-hmm. how this goes. <laughs> so it just means she tested positive, but it's probably already vaccinated, which means she had to stay home for five days, which is about a week, mm-hmm. which is just exactly what everything has to work out as. And so we are short one Allison this week. And it is noticeable, but I, I wasn't I wasn't too whatever about it, too, too, too saddened about the situation. Yeah, because we still have divorceovers for Oh, for sure, yeah, because she she still came and did and did the VO work, so that's actually that's actually pretty dope. Uh, our four remaining bakers in the tent are Dan Casador, Josh Schmoley, Maddie Edjo, and Tash Stone. It's a good time to be a fan of Bake Off, y'all. I promise you, this might be up there with one of my favorite seasons because these bakers was baking. Prue pointed out in this episode how every baker remaining in the tent had been Star Baker at least once, and in fact, everybody had been Star Baker twice. With the exception of Josh, Josh at that at that point in time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God damn. That's, yeah, so this, these is the bakers is, is, is who remains. And I and I, I and I and I get down with the get down on that. I was about to say, no, no justice for Jurgen uh, uh, after that one. Nick. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh every week we snag your little news story. Share you with some bits and pieces of it, and and hopefully you enjoy it. And uh, we call that segment "Bakers Make the World Go Round." And then you hear my dog coughing in the background. You wonder what was that noise? It was my dog coughing in the background. Will it be in the final record? I don't even know if it picked up. Maybe. <laughs> but then I push play. Bakers make the world go round. It's not what. That sounds so rhythmic. Your dog walking away. 
Yeah, we didn't get the song. We just got the dog walking away. Fascinating. Well, don't worry, y'all. I definitely played the song, and it'll definitely be in the show when you hear it. Because, <laughs> <laughs> again, I put it in manually every week. I just play it for them to hear it. I'm sorry y'all didn't get to experience that. Experience that this week in the semifinals. The semifinals. Got you a news story this week. Um, this was from the website Reality Blur, which I assume is reality TV. Oh, it is. Reality TV reviews and news and analysis since 2000. So there you go. And uh, this uh, is Andy Den. Oh, I guess I just reached the title of the article. The Great British Bake Off's time calls are fake. <laughs> Andy Denhart's on the byline. Let's, let's read. Let's read a little bit. New Great British Bake Off co-host Allison Hammond, who's one reason why this season is such a delight, delivered her first time call in the tent with excitement, but with with but without distraction. Your first ever time call, Noel Fielding told her. She replied, can I do it? Is that all right? She took a beat and exclaimed, Bakers, you're halfway through. You have one hour left. The Bakers did not hear her say that, nor was she calling that out during a challenge when she when just one hour remained. That's because the host time calls on the Great British Baking Show, as it's known in the States and on Netflix, are created for our entertainment only. Oh. To start, the time calls delivered by the co-hosts don't accurately represent the amount of time remaining in the challenge. That's pretty standard for baking and cooking competitions. Like all TV, reality TV shows, the Great British Bake Off is edited to condense time. The way baking competitions create tension and drama at the end of a bake is to suggest a contestant is doing something with just seconds left Though in reality, that footage is from earlier in the challenge. Oh, more interesting. That makes sense because yeah, the people do. are always like, "How much time do we have left?" And then the time call just happens. Yeah, yeah. More inter- interestingly, though, the Great British Bake Off Baking Show hosts time calls bits are filmed when the bakers are not even in the tent. I learned this from Sticky Bun Boys, the great, very queer recap podcast hosted by GBBO. <laughs> Season 10 winner David Etherton and season 10 contestant Michael Char- Chuck Averti. In their episode, Pumped, which previews season 14's cast, Michael says, here's some tea they aren't going to like us spilling. Most of the time calls are filmed when you aren't even in the tent. See, that word most is doing a lot of heavy lifting. Whenever we're standing at the front of the tent and doing call, and whenever we're standing at the front of the tent and doing calls, we're not there. Or like sometimes toward the end, they get real, they get quite cocky and they film them as we left and we'd, ha- and we'd have to be quiet. David said that on the rare occasion when they filmed a time call while the contestants were there, meaning it happens. So this article is already selling me a false premise. Someone usually does an announcement first and says, guys, we know there's two hours left. We're just going to be doing the time call for one hour. Don't get scared. One good thing about this is it means the bits that the hosts do are not taking up time or space during the actual baking time. Mm-hmm. Allison Hammond and Noel Fielding have toned down considerably those previous hosting duos. They have toned those down considerably. Okay. Though previous hosting duos did more elaborate time call bits. They were the worst under Matt Lucas and Noel Fielding last season. Oh, Disagree. wow. Like, That's I, not I, nice. Every time I hear shit like this, I'm like, yeah, okay, y'all hate it. Deciders Megan O'Keefe wrote about their chaotic time callouts last fall, saying they are stressing the bakers out. Sometimes the hosts and producers are predicting predicting during filming and, that, and then referenced in a bit. 
Matt Lucas said, so the show has been getting a few letters of complaint. We've been stressing the bakers out a little bit with our time costs. Like she, they knew it was going to happen and we needed a little, we needed to be a little more soothing. So I've been practicing. Okay. A kind of soothing time call. Then as Megan writes, he shrieks <laughs> in the most obnoxious voice imaginable. As annoying as that was, it's great. The contestants aren't actually bothered by these bits. There's a little more to be read there, but I'm just like, do you think we're idiots? Yeah. Like we, we all watch reality TV. We know how this works. It's editing and this, that, and the third. But I found that, that, that article to be like, okay, buddy. <laughs> it does surprise me to know that sometimes they film those that when the bakers are not in the tent, I, that does surprise me. I, I, I'm not going to say it's not happening. This that person has a lived experience. He says in his season that shit didn't go down like that. But I like I've heard like and who knows. Like I said, they could have put it in post because I, I do a lot of shit in post myself. I have literally heard in the background a time call out being made while they're you know in the tent Talking elsewhere. To somebody. Yeah, and be like yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, can't call it. And like I said, easy easily pu- placed in in post. Sure thing possible. But I'm going to be like. Maybe not all seasons are filmed uh, alike, and maybe not everything works like that all the time. So, also, I don't think they would give two shits if you that you that you shared this information because we all know what the deal is. Right? It's, it's TV. People settle down. <laughs> uh, that's in your show notes. Like I said, you can read the rest of it and see if, see see how you feel about the situation. But let us get to it. Semifinals, Patisserie week, exciting times. I, I was wondering. I was like, I was like, man, what are they going to do? To really, I don't know, make this a semifinal, and I feel like they showed out and showed up at the right off the rip with the signature. Your signature this week: two batches of twelve financiers, which are uh, we'll get to it. Two hours to complete. Having to make two separate batches of cakes and decorate them shits, I was like, that is a lot to ask for somebody. You know, mm-hmm. you know, small period of time. I'm like, yeah, that's some semifinal work right there. So I'm mm-hmm. like, very, very cool to hear that. Uh, what I have for you about financiers originating in the Lorraine region of France, the name is derived from the rectangular mold they are baked in, which resembles gold bars. They are bite-sized brown butter almond tea cakes and should have a crisp exterior with a light and moist interior. Uh, top is Dan, who's making fancy financiers, one set flavored with matcha and pistachio, decorated with yuzu gel and tonka bean mousse. Tonka beans, as it turns out, banned for use in food here in the States oh, since wow. 1954 because in high concentrations, they can be toxic. Hmm. The flavor is apparently a mix of vanilla, amaretto, almond, cinnamon, and clove, and is used in desserts, stews, and in fragrances. It's worth tonka beans. The his second set uh, is orange and vanilla fla- uh, flavored, topped with macerated peach, fresh raspberries, and a little piece of mint is what it looked like, but that may have been a raspberry leaf. Can't call it. Josh is making perfect pudding financiers. One is a bake bakewell tart inspired. Uh, bakewell tart is a classic English dessert made with short crust pastry, 
filled with jam and frangipan and topped with flaked almonds. Uh, Josh's version, of course, would be topped with vanilla custard buttercream and topped with uh, raspberries and the aforementioned flaked almonds. His second fiancé is chocolate and orange topped with chocolate buttercream and a chocolate shard. Maddie's making pick-me-up financiers. Matt's is making a coffee-flavored one with a chocolate ganache center and topped with a vanilla mascarpone uh, cream. The other is a coconut mango and lime one decorated with mango puree and white chocolate coconut ganache. Tash is making fancy fruit and nut financiers. One's is a pistachio and raspberry, which is a pistachio sponge decorated with uh, raspberry Swiss meringue buttercream uh, and fresh raspberries. The other is a hazelnut and coffee topped with uh, coffee, chocolate, coffee, chocolate, ganache, and little candied hazelnuts. And uh, she had a lot fun. of trouble with. <laughs> it was fun to watch. I don't know. It was just fun to watch them cook these up. I don't know. It's just something about it. I was like, this is pretty dope. I like what y'all, y'all got going. So, but also it's like, I'll tell you right, I'm, I'm letting you know off the rip. I knew what it was. This is the first one I had to go like, I have a feeling. I need to know right now. And so I went and looked and I was like, yeah, it felt that way. So <laughs> I, I normally uh, will, will just allow myself to, to go through. And I was like, nope, this one I need to know ahead of time. So <laughs> what made you want to know so bad? I, I knew it. I knew what it was. And I was just like, was salty off of it. Not salty. I was just more like, it really is about to go this way, ain't it? And it did. yeah, everything yeah. about it just kind of was giving it away. And I was like, hmm. yeah, something about this. Tell me what's telling me so. So I was watching with my mom who's never seen the show. Yeah. And by the technical, she was like, oh, oh, girl about to go home. <laughs> <laughs> so do you do you guys think when they edit it like that, is it for us to for is it for the for the first watch or do you think it's for the second watch? I don't know if pro- they bank on people watching more than one. Yeah, we're weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> Think about it. most people watch this show and then move on with their life. You know what I'm saying? We are over here focused on it and, and you know putting the energy out on it. So because it. yeah, when I when I when I go through it the second time, it is very obvious. It's like, hey, while Prue is um mentioning how to do it or you know, during the technical, it's squarely on Tasha's face. So it's it's always like uh, oh yeah. That second watch is like uh, watching memento. <laughs> I think the best shows do the loser and winner edit very subtly. Yeah. And I notice them only on a second watch. It's very rare that I'm watching a show for the first time and be like, oh, she's going to go home. She's going to go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, nah, man. It, it was, uh, I don't, I'm not saying it was necessarily uh, here in, in technical, but uh, signature, forgive me, but in technical, I was just like, everything about this is bad. But we'll get there, people. Sorry. Advance notice on the situation. Our judging works out like this. Matt, looks good. Uniform, pretty strong. Good flavor. Slightly overbaked on the chocolate one. Mango, coconut, and lime flavor is so good. Better bake on this one. But you just didn't have to make them so thick. Too much cake versus topping, but very grown-up flavors. They is sunning Maddie a lot on this show now that I look mm-hmm. back at it. And I... I, he seems to be chill with the vibes, but I'm like, you got to stop that because he, he is How no. How old is he? Twenty uh, seven. Oh, he's a grown ass man. Same age as Tosh. Same age, age as uh, I think Josh as well. So I'm like, y'all got to chill, bro. 
Uh, Josh, a little tall because he, him and Maddie, of course, actually, wait a minute, I see I skipped Tasha, sorry. Tasha, first glance, they look lovely. Second glance, they look like you dropped one or two. It, it was like, it's probably right there. Paul thinks they look rough. The coffee ones he thinks are beautiful looking, absolutely delicious, melts in your mouth flavor, spot on, bake is perfect. Pistachio one, pistachio one, Prue loves the flavor, but slightly overbaked and could have been neater. Josh, a little tall, and that's because oh, her, uh, what you call it, curdled. Yeah, but she knew that. She actually, and, yeah. and actually, they didn't even bring that up. They, she said, they didn't even bring it up. Yeah, she said the raspberry uh, curdles the buttercream. So it's like it's like you know, a, a, she's aware of it. I guess okay, that, if you know about it, and it's going is that means it's doing what you wanted to do. But the reason Josh is at all is because him and Maddie used deeper uh, uh, tins and filled them shits all the way up, and they didn't have to. They could have just filled them halfway up; it would have been just fine. So uh, they are described as a little tall. The Bakewell one has too much extract. You're just supposed to put a little bit of a little almond in there, and, and Prue was like, "Nah, that's too that's too much." And Paul's like, "Yeah, so uh, you just want a hint of it, which be some bullshit because other people will put a hint of something. They're like, "I need more of it." Like, which one? Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the chocolate flavor is delicious, but slightly dry. Uh, Dan, neat, beautiful. The Japanese one is beautiful. The peach one is handshake worthy. Beautiful, really nice. A celebration of citrus. Beautifully baked. A triumph. My man went off. It was like, it. it was nice to see Dan, Danning, you know? Uh, <laughs> like, oh no, mm-hmm. I, y'all must have forgotten. I'm like, I didn't mm-hmm. forget Dan, but thank you for letting other people know. So, that is what's up. Uh, your technical challenge this week, set by one Prue Leith, is a tart au poem. Even knowing French, you know what those words mean. Like that all works, right? Tart of all you apple. Know, palm, apple. You know what I'm saying? It just all works. Those are some words that just make sense in, in the mind. Two and a half hours to complete. Unlike Paul, which we discussed last week, Prue made her favorite a technical. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? Paul mad about sausage rolls. Could have just made it a technical. You could have had perfect sausage rolls. Prue was like, I I'll not make the same mistake, sir. Uh in case you're wanting Calvados, because Prue mentions it, is uh, apple brandy. So, my little drunk boo, Prue Leith, we out here. <laughs> African queen. <laughs> <laughs> so, how does this, how this tart supposed to come together? You know, you got a, basically a, 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 a nice uh, short crust paste. It's not short crust, though. I think it's a, it's a slightly, slightly, it's not laminated, though, either, is it? What kind of crust was that? They said whatever it was, it couldn't be a quick something. What was it? I don't remember. Hmm. What's her name Fair made enough. it last week? It did. It uh, did. No, no, no rough, no. rough puff is in uh is in the is in your showstopper. Uh, this showstopper. one. Yeah, yeah. This one. This one. It was whatever they described it as. They did say that shit had to be in the oven for forty minutes. And once again, it's like <laughs> this time be so is so real and so important. And, Oof, they be getting it so wrong. 
so judgment went as follows. Dan's up top, a bit of a split, clumsy. Pastry is nice and properly baked. And he put his apples in the wrong way. <laughs> like they, a concentric circle. What is hard about that? Bruh. <laughs> and now I've seen like multiple pictures of, of, of these made. And let's say made, I'm going to go with properly. Yeah. And <laughs> it is wild the designs people pull off with their apples. I'm just telling you know. Uh, Maddie, quite neat. The apples are beautifully arranged. Pastry needed longer in the oven. Tasha, a disaster. Oh, no. Oh, shit. Looks messy. No color on the pastry. Very raw. Flavor's okay. Fucking cares. <laughs> <laughs> Just lie to me. Don't even tell me the flavor is okay at that point. Right. She the tastes like thing tra- is garbage. Yeah, it tastes like trash. <laughs> Don't even bother. Gosh, quite neat. Bit of a split, but it melts in the mouth. Delicious. Apples beautifully arranged. Thinly sliced. Oh. Lovely. Yeah, go, go off. off you have a little rose in the middle. Go off. My man has never won a technical. Has not. And in fact, has be and usually is in the, the bottom of the table. So to see him mm-hmm. come through, I'm like, all right, Josh, yeah, I see you. The ranking is, of course, as follows. Tasha, big problem with the pastry. Three. Damn. So it was falling <laughs> apart. It was everywhere. It was bad, y'all. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dan looked a bit clumsy. The pastry cracked a little bit, but delicious. Number two, Maddie, pretty good. Very neat. Needed just a little longer in the oven. Uh, one is, of course, my man Josh. Best one. Absolutely lovely. I love that description. Best one. Killed it. Yeah. Uh, showstopper. Nick, you were you showstop this week? I find this interesting. No. <laughs> um, was it the the dish itself or the work people put in? Both, both. Uh, because the dish itself, there was really not a lot of potential for it to be show stopping. It was like, here go a cracker and some cream and some fruit and another cracker, <laughs> and you just keep making the layers. <laughs> I, I want you to know, I've had this dish before. And uh-huh. then, we have we have a little fancy little fly French restaurant in town that me and Vanessa have gone to a couple of times in life. Only a couple of times. Don't ever get it twisted. <laughs> and uh, this is on the dessert menu one night. And well, at least the French version. Uh, you, and that shit is amazing. Was that an albatross? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Is it the flaky, delicious layers? Yes. Okay. That that shit. It's like it's like. Frosted flakes. Oh, <laughs> with, okay. With, with this amazing cream, but twigs. I'm saying it's yeah, it's, it's wild good. Uh, Showstopper okay. this week is a milfogli. Four hours complete. A milfogli is the Italian version of the French milfoglie. I'm not. I want y'all to hear how this is actually pronounced, just in case y'all think I'm fucking up <laughs> on some wild shit. So don't worry. He was prepared. <laughs> oh, you know what I didn't do? I didn't click the button. System audio. This is why y'all didn't hear shit. <laughs> That's what it was. Share, yeah, but I'm gonna give you this oh. right here. So let's all listen. In French, this would be pronounced millefeuille. Millefeuille. The S at the end of feuille is definitely silent. Millefeuille. Mille but in English feuille. or American, this is generally mille pronounced millefeuille. Mille we ain't making a French one. 
We're making the Italian one, which is the exact same dish multiple times through all of Europe. They just want to be like, I'm different. But just in case you're wondering, Milafoya means a thousand, thousand layers and refers to the many delicate layers of pastry in the dessert. The Milfogli, it's the Italian one, cream cake consists of light flaky layers of puff pastry layered with rich custard. Unlike last week where you could make a rough puff pastry, this week they require a proper puff pastry and that is a lot of work. Four hours to make this is bullshit, but can't be bullshit because most bakers pulled it off just fine. In fact, all of them actually pulled it off. Some better than others. Dan, I felt like really was showing out this week, y'all. He really was. Yeah, he was he going really was. a hypersonic is what he described his milfogli as a Shaped like the body of a guitar. Uh, the flavors are meant to be inspi- inspired by tiramisu with layers of chocolate creme diplomat and amaretto mousse topped with a bright blue mirror glaze to look like a shiny Fender guitar. Tosh is going for mango mojito melafoigle. Tosh decided to experiment on Thanksgiving uh, and do an inverse and do, again. And do an <laughs> inverse puff pastry where the butter is placed on the outside of the dough. The cake itself will be filled with layers of lime and mint mojito mousse. The mango curd topped with a white chocolate cup with a mango rose in it. Maddie's going for a little taste of Italy, a milfogle based on another Italian dessert, the Zabiglioni. Zabiglioni. I don't know how to pronounce that one. I'm sorry, y'all. I looked up, but I was whatever. I only looked up because I wanted to know what, what the hell was going uh. on, my man. Maddie, I watched Maddie giggle himself out of it's a. Uh, Maddie got a lot of imposter syndrome. It's obvious. Mm-hmm. He does not believe in what and believing in himself. And anyway, which is basically a boozy custard. Basically, I went and looked this up. That's what it is. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a imagine if you will, a perfect custard, but it's got a little booze in it. If you make it right, you get a little boozy custard. He's including three Italian tipples as they describe them to flavor his different creme diplomats. It's a limoncello one, a marsala one, and an amaretto one. Uh, he's going to drizzle with uh, lemon and plum curds. So it's going to be an amaretto and lemon, uh, creme diplomat, a limoncello and plum creme diplomat, and a marsala and peach creme diplomat that he stacks in what is looking basically like a wedding cake, like a three-tiered situation. Sound ideal. So I, I really was like, okay, Maddie, I see you. Josh, lemon, blackberry, and blackcurrant milfogle filled with lemon creme diplomat, blackberry curd, and blackberry jam. Decorated with homegrown berries and piped buttercream flowers, as always, dedicated to his nan. R.I.P. to her. Uh, what I found fascinating about this one was Tasha's ideal was like, this shit can't work. And then it's Tasha Bacon, she's like, this shit is not working. And then that bitch go in the oven. And knows like who knows where shit be going down the oven. You be magic sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And don't and you know? It. Sure shit, it get in the oven, and as it's baking, she's like, "Oh my god, look, look, layers, layers." It's like, yeah. I mean, if you studied this shit, I feel like you should have known that. Don't right. do this without knowing it. That's right. crazy to me. <laughs> right. And uh, that look, it ended up looking like, oh, bro, one hit away, bleak. She really could have. It really worked out well. So so well that I was like, yo, that's like way something that might be something people should do going forward. If, and, and probably there are people doing it, but 
I mean, it's just like the it. second time that she's un, uh, uncovered a great innovation yeah. <laughs> it was on purpose, but because of her disability. But this one was by complete accident. That's something dope, y'all. Let us judge. up top a thing of beauty lamination exceptional flat with no dips amazing job on the pastry paul no thinks it's sli- paul thinks it's slightly overbaked prue is like uh-uh. i don't often disagree with mr hollywood and but in this case i don't think it's overbaked that shit was gorgeous mm-hmm. Very simple pretty. simple shit i didn't feel like it was like so out of pocket or anything like that there but it was pretty that's kind of, and that's kind of a couple of times I've seen Josh do this where he'll just be like, I'm going to do this right. <laughs> like last mm-hmm. week with them, with them, uh, last week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With them damn, uh, that damn, like, uh, uh party platter. Yeah. Same thing. The, just, the snowman I, macarons. They were exquisite and so yeah. simple and perfect. And what, what you got better than that there? Dan, because his chocolate filling is heavier than the, uh, the other one, the mousse layer, it ends Smash up being the that. chocolate. Pushes out, squeezes out the, the the mousse, and it makes for a messy looking bake. Uh, exceptional decoration, imaginative. Love the shape. The lamination and flake is good. The cream is delicious. The flavors are fantastic. A tiramisu filled with the coffee, just the right level. The mirror glaze, however, doesn't work. Looks beautiful, but it's very rubbery. Every time I see a mirror glaze, glaze on this show and in life, I know how much gelatin is in it and how gross it always looks. Maybe just peeling that shit. It's gross. <laughs> No, thank you. Maddie, it does look like a celebration. The problem is the type of pans he uses, these cake tins, squash the pastry in a way that, that didn't give them the room they needed to kind of spread out and crisp up. Uh, Paul doesn't like the pastry. It's a bit rubbery. Should have baked longer. But they love the flavors. Those are indeed spot on. Tasha, they like the pipework, like the decoration, but, but it's not particularly square. Great lamination, incredible flaking, beautifully. Looks delicious. Mango and curd, very grainy. Tastes lovely, but not silky smooth. Done well with the lamination. Flavor's good. Mango curd just wasn't right. And of course, it wasn't shaped right. Custy show. So what she should have done is probably cut out with a ruler and cut that bitch like to a perfect little. It's just, work had to be done and work was not done. And because of that, your star baker this week is Josh. Ernt. Whoop. Uh, hands down. It can, yeah. never, it can never be said to anything to the contrary. Said to home this week, it's Tash. Earned just as much. Mm-hmm. A absolutely terrible, terrible technical and a middling signature and a middling showstopper. And just up, up against up against these gentlemen. It, it 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 could not compete. It did not compete. And they sent my girl home on her birthday. Ooh. Now, you recall, I was like trying to figure out when the fuck they was, they was filming this. Because I knew Tash was gone, you know what the word is? I can immediately follow her on, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Tash was talking about how 
Abby hit her up on her birthday, which is the day she had left the tent, and that she couldn't say shit about it because, of course, you know what I'm saying? She's still on the show. And her birthday is in July. Oh. Okay. Meaning That's why I'd be this, so hot in that bitch. This show was filmed in the hot times. Mm-hmm. And we know that now. So I like having that little data point to base off, which means the article I had from, I believe, the Daily Mail, which could be on some bullshit, is wrong. Somebody was filmed in late February and early March. Something may have been filmed that time, that time but this that. shit was not. Right. Yeah, yeah. And they might do like two a year. So maybe one of the the seasons in the year is filmed that time, but this Fair. one wasn't. Yeah, yeah. So that uh, was a good little uh, bit of information to uh, arrive upon. Uh, the final has occurred already. I woke up this morning and watched the whole damn thing. Oh, oh you <laughs> know who okay. Of course. I do. So... I like I I knew I couldn't fuck around on this one and wait till Friday because something was going well again because I follow all these Baker Bake Off bakers now they be Tell not a fuck to be given they show come on a Tuesday in England and that's when they let you know what went down so mm-hmm. I'm fully, I am fully aware how the how the finals went down they are it is an amazing show and I can't wait to discuss with y'all further uh so pretending like you haven't seen it. I feel really great about the three bakers going to the final. Yes. I remember I said early on that we had to watch out for Maddie. And I've always been team Josh and then the resurgence of handsome Dan. So any of the three of them could win. I would probably be a little shocked if Maddie won, but if Josh or Dan took it, I would not be upset at all. Fair. I get. I guess now it is. Uh, it is just. I was. I was talking to Ant. And I was like, I don't know if I've ever seen just three dudes in the final. Nope. And if, yeah. And if, it, and if it has happened in the past, let, let me know. Oh shit, we were supposed to talk about some. Forgot all about it. Even though I literally said we're gonna talk about this. Let me pull up my Instagram. Yeah, we got plenty. We got plenty <laughs> of time. We do. We do. Because this, like, when you get down this few bakers, uh, because we it, uh, ain't much to discuss. We we didn't talk about yeah. something major that happened. Well, go on, man. You here too? It's your oh, show. The handshake. Oh shit! How did roll right over my? Oh no, I did say oh, it. Yeah. I did say it. I did mention it in my because it's written down in my notes. Handshake worthy is what my my writing states. So yes, indeed, my you man. Did say Dan. That. You did it. Yes, but, yes. Yeah, but we didn't discuss it. Like we didn't talk about it. Yeah, I tried to find. I, I was googling. I tried to find a supercut of all the handshakes, but that thing doesn't exist. As far as I, I could find, maybe I should have used Bing. Your preferred search engine. Uh, <laughs> we did so, get a breakdown of demographics. Yes. Demographics of the handshake. So let's 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 break it down so it could ever be broken. This popped up in my uh, suggesteds on Instagram the other day, and so I sent it to the team. Was like, we gonna talk about this, and didn't think of, didn't think shit about it again until just now. <laughs> <laughs> this is from GBBO Data on Instagram. They don't have a website or anything like like this. This is what they do. They they post on Instagram and they. I guess put up graphics and they discuss how this week Dan Casador and I, I guess I can follow Dan if I'm so inclined, received the fifth Hollywood handshake of the season for his signature bake of fancy financiers. Dan's handshake was the 53rd handshake Paul has given. Handshakes are given during the signature challenge 90% of the time, Mm -hmm, but in mm -hmm. four instances, 8% Mm -hmm. of the time, Paul gave a handshake in the showstopper challenge. No one has ever gotten a handshake in the technical. Well, (laughs) 
Paul has given handshakes in the final before, but only once in season series seven when Candace and Jane received handshakes. On average, there are 4.4 handshakes given out each season. Series nine had the most handshakes, a dozen. While While series eight and 12 are tied for second with seven. This year has the fourth most ever. Ryan Chong received the first Hollywood handshake in week seven of series three and was eliminated later in that episode. Oh, wow. Easy come, easy go. Whoa. Good man. 52 handshakes later, Ryan remains the only person to receive a handshake and go home in the same episode. I was Though, though uh-huh. Jane Beetle received a handshake, a handshake in series seven final, but did not win. Men have received... Too. How you gonna oh. give me a handshake and then send me home? That means you did real well in one in, in signature and not the rest of that show. <laughs> if I did good enough to get a handshake, I mean we could talk about me going home, but I should go. go. <laughs> right. <laughs> Men have received 29 handshakes, 55%, while women have received 24, 45%. Okay. Handshakes have been given out in 28% of the episodes. Most commonly only one person gets a handshake, which happens in 19% of episodes. Eight times, Paul has given out two handshakes, 6% of episodes. And four times, he's given out three handshakes in one episode, 3% of episodes. Raul Mondo, season nine, and Dan Beasley, Harling, season nine, both received three handshakes, which is more than any other contestant. Eight bakers have received two. 24% of bakers have received a handshake. John Raul was Wait. beating their ass that season. Uh-huh. I kind of want to rewatch that season. <laughs> <laughs> John Wait, season three, and Nancy Birth Whistle, man, Ooh. English names, season five, are the only winners since the introduction of the handshake in series three to ever to never receive one. Mm. Wait, wait a minute. What? They won, but they are the get only a winners. Yeah. Okay, to have not gotten the handshake. Josh, Dan, and Maddie have all received a handshake. So there's, there's not that can't happen this go around. Follow for more data like this. And uh oh, interesting. That is. They they were like, he he went wild in season nine in the comments here, because like it was a 12 yeah, handshake. 12 handshake. <laughs> but season nine was Raul's hand, it was Raul's season, and it was some it was some real ass bacon jeans up in that in that tent that year. Can't it has to be respected. I, lo- I love people complaining like he give too many handshakes. I'm like, mm, so stupid. Maybe three times you could argue. Okay, there's two seasons with seven handshakes. There's one season with a dozen handshakes. The dozen does seem excessive. Maybe but he was happy. He was like, super happy it, it, that season. Yeah, but but if my man truly getting knocked out, gotta respect it, man. Right. I I find that amazing. I find this all these data points are amazing. If I I could probably link to this right. Yeah, copy link. I will put that in your show notes so you yourself can uh, read over this and and not deal with having to hear uh, me do the dude. So, uh, and that's your notes. Write this instant. It'll be listed as Hollywood handshake. <laughs> there you go. All to the good people. Uh, let's see. Anything else about this? Back. Yeah, let me get let me let's let's dig through all over our all over the place. So I wake up this morning to to, to Nick Ju uh, tagging me on something. I'm like, what the hell is going on on, on on Twitter this morning? We don't even talk on Twitter like this no uh. more. Twitter really kind of <laughs> Twitter kind of falling off. But it was really not really, but it was also uh Miss Junie Mo hitting up uh Nick to let her know that 
uh, KP is uh, amongst uh, her uh, favorite uh, podcast uh, on her Spotify Wrapped. Has listened to 659 minutes of our show oh, and is a, a top 12 percent fan. And uh, Nick, of course, rep- rep- replied, "You love to see it." And uh, thanks for listening. And I was like, "Word up! Thanks for the support." And Miss June that was is like, "The wonderful Miss June from Harlem, June Moses, everybody." That is what's up. And she said, "Absolutely love the commentary, especially Bakers make the world go round." I'm not joking when I tell y'all. Well, like I said, my, my, my co-hosts, of course, no one understand this. I'm 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 out here. I'm putting in work, but I do it because I love to do it. I love I love giving a little data. I, I love becoming like a little baker teacher situation. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Sharing all the information I can find. It's a good time to be had, John. I mean, I'm glad it it, it speaks to y'all in some way, shape, or form. And it's thank like you for they listening. used to do it on the show when they would just give you a little moment of history. That's- they hadn't done it since they left the BBC, which probably mm-hmm. was a requirement of being on the BBC. So mm-hmm. I'm just picking up their mantle. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, on Spotify. Yeah, I remember I, what I told you was the question of the week was going to be. And I was like, so Dan should have left, right? Oh. Again, right? <laughs> uh, Bevy19 on Spotify said, I sent you an email, but yes. I'm going to publish that comment right now. And now you've been now the surprise is broken. Oh, who sent us an email? But let me jump over to the email. It ain't, it ain't nothing wrong with picking that, looking at you know, getting that little corner off the present before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is Bev. And Bev says, Hi, y'all. Couple of things. One, should Dan have gone home? Um, yeah. That boy skated at least twice now. <laughs> Whether the editing- get off Dan. Whether the editing is purposely done for drama to rile up the audience or the judging actually is actually biased, both results in the same thing. GBBO loses its sweetness. Oh, okay. okay. I hear you. This is indicative, though, of the major problem G- uh, of GBBO. Either judge only the specific bakes prepared that weekend or judge the contestants baking history. But freaking pick one and stick with it. <laughs> that, that tell, it good. tell it to RuPaul, girl. <laughs> <laughs> tell it to Tyra Banks. It happens <laughs> on every reality competition where it's not like Survivor or Big Brother. They sometimes, and where to where to Monica Jergin, Jergin, sometimes they go back over the competition and make a decision when it's close based off of that. Fair. Fair enough. Uh, number two, Paul's opinion and attitude toward the bakes is old and tiring. Oh, if he wants a so- if he wants a sausage roll to be traditional, <laughs> then have it as a technical challenge, not a signature. Nick said it sucks. This isn't the first time. This isn't the first time Paul shows his narrow and limited knowledge and power. Oh, matcha, tofu, yuzu, anything Mexican slash Japanese slash Moroccan, i.e., anything with spice. Paul can't handle it, and it's annoying. Oh, we forgot to say that, that Paul really actually liked matcha this time. Yeah, he went matcha. Well, that's it. Handshake shit. What's going down out here, baby? Number three, fruit and sausage. Depends on when you're eating the sausage. A little sweet apple, apricot, cranberry with some heat, chili, and some salt. Sausage is pretty yummy. Respect it. (laughs) That's it. for me. (laughs) That. That's it. Love y'all and the podcast. I would totally dig if y'all would go back and review GBO from the beginning. Ooh. I don't know if I'm doing that. Yeah. Ooh. I, I, I was just thinking about <laughs> that. Like, if you guys want to go back and some a certain group, like an episode or two, 
or like, hey, if, if, mm-hmm. if, if you have an important episode or something, you guys want us to check the game film, maybe. <laughs> but a whole season would be rough. And uh, Netflix only goes back, but so far, right? We don't have yeah. the very beginning. Yeah, and I want to say, has them originals? It might be, it might be Roku. Yeah, because I know that it used to come on PBS. Yeah. Jump over here to the old uh, Roku channel and I see. Have if I have to say, uh, thank you so much for writing in. I love how Grumpy Paul is. It's the perfect balance to prove, yes. like, he's just to me. He's he's not like mean. I just think that he's stern. I think that he's like, this is my shit. Come correct or go home. Daddy go- and Prue yeah. is there to balance him out to when to pull you know bring the reins in sometimes when he get a little crazy. Daddy don't play about the the Great British Baking Show. Uh, let's see, trying to see how many seasons are on here. Leap season one, season one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven are available on uh, the Roku channel. Season one had eight episodes. Season two had eleven episodes. Season three had sixteen episodes. Maybe they they're throwing in over Christmas ones and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, season seven only has twelve episodes. I don't know. Maybe they threw in the like the the bonus ones they do. But they are all available on the Roku with ads. So there you go. If you want to, uh, if you yourself would like to get get down to get down, you should uh, be uh, getting a Roku device, or just or just sign up for Roku and you watch them on on your computer or your phone. I'm saying it's all good. They they are there and you can enjoy. I tried um, very hard not to make a dirty joke um, about Paul liking biscuit, and okay. I would like to be congratulated. You can be congratulated for my work. I, I, my strength. I know you restraint. I know you like blue humor. <laughs> um, next week is the finals, and uh, there is no overall. There's no overarching theme. It's just the finals, and so okay. uh, it's a it's it is a, a good time to be had. Uh, comes out here in the state up uh, when it came out. By the time you heard this already, so you you shall be able to enjoy it, and uh. What else can I tell you about the, the old bake off situation? I don't know. It's great. I love the show. I am sad it's wrapping up. Uh, we was chatting about maybe doing this uh, uh, Great American Baking Show uh, holiday special, but um, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> you go. You get at least a couple of weeks off. Plus, okay, uh, American Bake Off hopefully is is already in the midst of being filmed, or will come back sooner than later. Um, so if so, someone- if no, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no, you I was going to say, I wonder if um, I, I really enjoyed the uh, the holiday show. Um, yeah. I like the, I like, I, I like Ellie Kemper, but I like who, um, who they put in instead of her this time. Fair. Like I said, so that, 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 that can be, that'll be a fun one to kind of get, get down with if we can, if we can make that happen. I was going to uh, say, if it takes too long for either one to come back. I think it'd be fun for us to do the first season, just the very first season. The OG, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. That way we can keep everybody, everybody the feed running and so forth and right. so on. We'll square that one up. Let's aim for February. Yeah. <laughs> if we so, haven't heard anything by February, then we can jump on and do that. 
that's that's what's up. So, like I said, we'll probably we may do this Christmas month. if we don't all do it. Me and Ando said do the Christmas one. Ain't no big deal. I'm saying Nick, I'm not kicking you out. I'm just saying if you if you was like I ain't doing yeah, that shit. Know, to me. Yeah, you know I don't bang with the the holiday baking <laughs> shows. So it, it, it's a holiday baking show, but it's only one hour. And right, if um I, I don't know, I I would love for you to watch it because. I, and, I, I oh, it's only one, just one episode. Yeah. I, it's not like a whole. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we'll, pro- we'll. I'm gonna say we're gonna do it. I'll just, I'll just beg. Begging, begging, crossover. You don't have to beg. Just you know, I just need a couple weeks. I got uh, you. I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you all the heads up you need. Um, yeah. yeah I, I need you to see um the 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 flirting in the episode. I need you to see it, Nick. Oh, okay. Fair enough. This is, of course, the this is going to be your last opportunity to get about your, your, your ins and outs of this particular season in before uh, before next uh, next we record. So take advantage. Got something to say? Let us know. You got the phone? Oh, I guess I should probably share all those with you, shouldn't I? Because everybody's first time it could be listening to the show could be right now. So if you want to give us a call and or a text message, that option is there for both. If both are there. The phone number is two one six. 264-6311. Get on with the get on. You know what I'm saying? We good. You want to text us because you don't want to, you feel like you might stumble over your words or something, or you worried that they're talking, you're, you're talking ain't going to be as clear as it was. Because I'll be hearing some, I'll be hearing some voicemails of people be like driving and so forth. <laughs> and like, it's breaking up. And I'm like, don't do that. Sit somewhere, get comfortable, make the phone call and or just make a text message. But you can also email us, podcast, stagecrunchymilk.com. Crunchy, of course, being spelled with a K. Also, you can communicate with us directly on, on Spotify like this. The show is hosted on Spotify, so it has a little more hooks built in over there for uh, various various situations. I, I uh, we do we did pretty well on our little Spotify recap that, that popped up. So props to us for doing what we do. And uh, hopefully because uh, other people are discussing us, it, it, we will show up in even more. And, I, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm down for that cause. So gets down with the get down. But that is Nick Jew. Uh, I'll miss Tasha. She was a sweet girl, but she had a bad week. You have a bad week, you go home. Especially this late in the game. Plus, she, yeah. I mean, she made it to the semis. Respectable. A respectable right. showing. Yeah, yeah. yeah she did sure. kind of fall off these last couple of weeks. So for this is not sure. this is not a Jurgen situation where she was sent home the first time she slipped up. Correct. Yeah. And she left. She fell out and she was like, Oh, I can't do it. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> right since she faded into the tent. You know what I'm saying? Right? She came out and kicked the doors down. Uh, that is the two and six zone. Tatum two one six. Yes, I bake sometimes too, but nothing with cream in it. <laughs> you gotta get down some 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 diplomat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am the internet series seven thirteen. Uh, can you to bake with us, people? We'll do it again next week. Until then, peace. What happened to your ass? It used to be beautiful.